Welcome, Tyndale. Welcome to Abide. Week 5, I am the resurrection and the life. John chapter 11. I just want to congratulate you for making the choice to come to this prayer time. Usually the hardest thing is just showing up, making this decision to be here and to do this. And the rest will just be a gift. And so well done for making this choice for yourself, which then affects your community, place in your home or where you are to be quiet and to pull away. Maybe you're listening to me as you walk on this beautiful day, or maybe you're listening as you drive in the car. Wherever, wherever you are, begin to settle into your body, taking a nice inhale through the nose. Exhale out. And our desire is to bring the heart and the mind and the body together. Many times we're racing around in all different directions, and these three entities are not able to be in sync with one another. And so our intention now is to bring them together to settle, to calm, and to relax into the silence. And so we're just going to begin with a gentle body scan, bringing firstly our attention to our feet Noticing our toes, our heels, our arches, and just allowing the feet to soften, to relax, and to let go. And then bring your attention to your calves, your knees. and your sit bones. And just if you're carrying any tension in the muscles or the joints of the legs, just allow the legs to soften, to release and to let go. And then begin to notice the spine from the base all the way up to the neck and then to notice the center body the internal organs of the heart the lungs the stomach all these amazing things that are at work within us that we don't even need to think about 
how the spine is stacked so perfectly and the heart beating away and the lungs taking in air and releasing. Just notice if your center body or your back, if they're holding any tension right now, just allow a softening, a releasing and a letting go. And bringing your attention to your shoulders, just allow your shoulders to relax back and down, relaxing your arms and elbows, the wrists and the hands and each one of the fingers, just being reminded of all the work the shoulders, arms and hands do in a day. If you're carrying any tension in the muscles or the joints now, just soften, relax, and allow the arms to just let go. And then bringing your attention lastly to your neck, to your face, relaxing your jaw by gently opening it, relaxing the tongue down, Relaxing the cheeks and the nose and the eyes. There's nothing to see. There's nothing you need to say. And relaxing the forehead all the way to the crown, just allowing all the many thoughts day and the responsibilities, just allow them to all soften, to release and to let go, and to experience a deeper spaciousness within yourself where God dwells and where he calls us to himself. I'll read you a prayer from one of my favorite saints, St. Teresa of Avila. And she writes, let nothing disturb you, nothing distress you. While all things fade away, God is unchanging. Be patient, for with God in your heart, nothing is lacking. God is enough. In today's gratitude practice, we're going to be thinking about our stories and our families, and sometimes this can be sensitive or challenging. Just allow yourself to know the space that we have here and the gentleness, and the sweetness as we allow our thoughts to stir within our families. And so I invite you to think about your grandparents and maybe you've even known your great grandparents. Think about their stories 
their, their choices, their challenges. And send out a prayer of gratitude over your grandparents. And that they did the very best that they knew how to do. And that God's grace continues. And now to think of your aunts and your uncles, great aunts and great uncles. Think of their stories, their choices, their jobs, and their ways of being. And send out a prayer of gratitude to those certain aunts and uncles that come to your mind, thanking God for the grace of living in and through these family members. And then bring your attention to your parents, your mother, her courage,
author of our lives and our stories. Faithful generation to generation. In today's scripture, we get to look into a family, a story of siblings. So I invite you to, while in this story, think about family and the beauty of family and relationships and how we grow within them, how God uses them. John chapter 11. Now a man named Lazarus was sick, and he was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. And when he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. And when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary, she stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. And when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. And when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you'd had been here, my brother would not have died. 
And when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Allow these words, allow this story to rest upon you and spend time for this one minute in silence. was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. And when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. I wonder, do you hear the history of this family and of Jesus? Do you recall the meals that Jesus and Mary and Martha and Lazarus had together? The conversations, the friendship, the living together? Do you recall Jesus speaking to Martha? Oh, Martha, why are you concerned with so many things? Do you recall Mary? at Jesus' feet. Oh, the love that Jesus has for each and every family. For each and every conversation at the table. For each walk. for each day's work and chores, the Christ, his loving embrace, his gentle questions, 
his invitations are so near to each one of us and our families. Jesus loved Martha. Jesus loved Mary. Jesus loved Lazarus. I wonder if you could say today, Jesus loves in your name, and Jesus loves in your dear family members' names. And just be awakened of the presence, the companionship of the Christ in your story and your family. Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went over to him to meet him, but Mary stayed home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you'd have been here, my brother would have not died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. I am the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. And after she had said this, she went back and she called to her sister Mary. The teacher is here, she said and is asking for you. And when Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. And when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and she saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you'd had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the, Jesus, then the Jews said, 
See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? I am the resurrection and the life. This relationship with me is life. This relationship with me, the Christ Jesus, it brings about new things, hidden things. It is forever and constant. No matter what this world might bring. Do you believe this? Can you see how Jesus loves and lives the tension of life and life? The life on the physical realm of earth, in the daily things, and life abundant in the deepest realm of God. We see that Jesus weeps that he is moved, that he loves, and yet he's grounded in the eternal, and he invites us to do the same. how we can reframe our thoughts with this promise and with this story of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. He sees our families, the interconnectedness, the circumstances. He cares. He cries. comes to us, and yet his ways are not our ways, his time is not our time. He invites us to believe, to surrender, to trust, 
again and again and again. I encourage you in this very moment to trust your story, to trust the family and the space that God has placed you in, to trust the timing, the pace, and the circumstances that you are working with right now, that he cares. most precious things, our family members, our dreams, our hopes. We surrender them into your hands and want to trust. We believe. Help our unbelief. Remind us that you are the resurrection and the life and that that might look different than we could ever imagine, but it's good. Thank you for your love and your care. said in the beginning from St. Teresa, just reminding you this day, let nothing disturb you, nothing distress you. While all things fade away, God is unchanging. Be patient, for with God in your heart, nothing is lacking. God is enough. Peace be with you as you carry out God's life and love into your day.